Howdy doody, folks. It's your main man. We'll see you in hell. Back to give you the juice on all the horror, sci-fi, and fantasy films you love. One part of that man is me, Joe DeRosa. So we'll see you in hell is a man and you're a part of the man? Or a woman. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to put it in a box. All right. So I'm also then a part of the man? Or a woman. Uh, or maybe we're a little bit of both. All right. My name is Patrick Walsh. Maybe we're two bottom halves, one with a peeny and one with a vajayjay. Okay. Yeah. And, okay. And we recreate, produce with ourself. Um, I was thinking more like Stuck on You with Greg Kinnear and Matt Damon. And I've always th- looked at Siamese twins as one because they share so much. Not those two. They only share like a little stomach flap. Yeah, it's a real... I don't like when they shortcut the Siamese part in a Siamese twin movie. I agree. You know, when it's this little thing, it's like it looks like if they, they used a straight razor, they could separate themselves. Right. You know, really get in there. Give me what it's really all about. You want like a Cronenberg yeah. separation scene. All right. Yeah. You know, like the fly. You know, I go in there, you go in there, we come out there. Right. You know, one of those kind of things. Really m- mix it up. Yeah. There should be a Siamese twin DJ named Mixmaster something. I don't think they still do Mixmaster. Well, I'm just saying because uh, of the because the mix, you know, they're they're mixed together. These two people. Speaking of DJs, <laughs> Joe and I uh, just went to the land of DJs this weekend, Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, and they have a new ride called Land of DJs, and it's a DJ Connor themed Roseanne ride. <laughs> It's a lot of fun. Everybody's favorite character. You think anyone's favorite character of Roseanne is DJ in the entire world? I'll tell you, I've been re-watching the old ones. Yeah. DJ is a real winner on those old ones to the point he's that fine. I don't understand why he's in the new one so little. I think it's because he's not a kid anymore. Right. He's like the little kid. He's very cute. He looks like Roseanne, and he comes in with great zingers. Well, he's And they also the- make him really weird where he like kill squirrels right. and stuff like in the new odd. ones he'll he'll literally sit in the scene like sit at the kitchen table as an entire scene plays around him and say nothing i feel like he must have said like i don't want to act i'll just no, be a no, part no. of it i'm sure he was very excited to get back to it and get the money but they just aren't writing him jokes because he's not landing them because he's not a pro like the others well but Becky came right back in swinging. She hasn't done anything. It's true. You know, you got to give the guy a chance. Maybe they saw him on his feet and were like, ooh, boy. Plus, Roseanne loves him. He co-hosted Roseanne's talk show with her. Really? Yeah, for for a couple seasons. Was that Roseanne's nuts? No, it was before that. Oh. Um. Anyway, sorry. We went to Vegas. Went to Vegas, had the bash party. I got to say, it was just an absolute delight. It was. It was a really nice time. Really great company. Good food. Good times. I uh, I actually was a little sad yesterday. I kind of missed everybody. I felt the same. Yeah. It was kind of a rare thing. I've been to so many batch parties where there's a weird energy or there's somebody who's not gelling or somebody gets too drunk or somebody's like trying to cheat on their wife and you're like, oh, God, <laughs> this is going to be uncomfortable at the wedding. Whatever. 
This uh, was just like 10 nice people hanging out. No one got sick. No one got weird. We didn't do anything that will shame us or our families for generations to come. Yeah. It was very tame. We ha- I had, um, you know, as I talked about on Twitter, I had Annie Lennox come into the, the suite <laughs> and give us a three-hour performance for the 10 guys. That yeah. was kind of in lieu of a, of a strip club situation. She played the big hit twice, which she, I liked. Opened and closed with it. She opened and closed with Walking on Broken Glass. Yeah. Why? I don't know if you remember why. Why? Yeah. Tears streaming down my face. I was high on an edible at that point. Uh, Just sobbing. And I did like the new takes on the old Eurythmics tunes. There was the Baroque version of Sweet Dreams. (laughs) Yeah, sort of acoustic Renaissance Fair almost version. Uh, So that was good stuff. The uh, No, it was a great time. Great people. Bonded with people I've... Not had a lot of time to bond with. Reignited flames with old friends I don't get to see often. Yeah. Made new acquaintances that may become friendships. It was a nice time. Friendships that may become lovers. Who says they didn't already, Pat? <laughs> we, uh, you know, went to the pool. We all gambled. We went to downtown Vegas. We had meals, delicious meals. It was great. It was a great time. Very odd service in a Greek restaurant. Tense service in a Greek restaurant. <laughs> I'm not, I'm st- I think that first waiter actually walked off in what could be construed as a huff. I'm convinced that that was like a Gordon Ramsay exit. I like yeah. I can't fucking do this, mate. That's basically I can't fucking That's what do he this. did, right? <laughs> we, I don't know why he did. The he waiter got- and I've had nothing but good service in this place. It's great. Greek restaurant at the Cosmopolitan called Milos. It's a yep. Milos Foreman themed <laughs> restaurant. All of his movies are there's yeah. props on the wall. They and play everything. Rock Me Amadeus over and over on the speakers. Ah, uh, and then Man on the Moon, the REM song they play as well. That plays a lot. You've got, uh, you know, uh, forget it. <laughs> I think we're done. Uh, but yeah, the waiter was like. So anyway, it's one of those deals where the waiter's talking for like 10 minutes and everybody's getting kind of uncomfortable. By the way, to one guy. Yeah. Not addressing the table. And I don't mean with his eyes. I mean talking only so that one guy can hear him. Who was he talking to? Because I could barely hear him. He was giving John Fulton all the information. Okay. And Fulton was the one that was like, I I think you need to be telling this to everybody. Yeah. There's 10 people at this table. Right. I got all pissed off. Well, yeah, he's telling us, like, generally what we do is he's basically saying, I'm not going to give you the menus. That was a big part of what he wanted to do. And he goes, so we'll just give you all sorts of appetizers and family style and this and that. And then we're going to build your menu up to the fish course. So we're going to start with the fish and work back. But And then finally, you know, he's like, or, you know, I can give you menus or whatever. And then Ian goes, yeah, we'll take menus. And the guy goes, oh, <sighs> storms off and then for the rest of the meal we had a new waiter you know what i think i think i just cracked uh, the code on that why he did that i think he was pissed because he was probably trying to put on us some thousand dollar oh absolutely thing and we said no we don't want to do that and yeah. then there goes his you know 200 dollar tip or whatever and and he he was pissed that's probably right i would guess i mean i don't know what milos's uh off menu strategy is i don't know either meanwhile we ate the, the, when when we were done eating, about twenty more dishes came to the table, and everybody owed like a hundred bucks. Yeah, 
We handled it. It was great. It was a great time. Uh, now, I did have a few drinks. Yes, that's fine. By a few, I mean no more than 10 or 12 each night. <laughs> uh, I got to tell you, though, Patty, I had a, I, it was a good time to, to have a few in, uh, in Vegas. Yep. But a lot of it for me was, was drinking in a vacuum, which was like, we're off the beaten path. We're in a very contained, you know, circumstance here. Mm -hmm. I'm with a bunch of guys. Nobody's trying to, you know, nobody's trying to impress anybody here or whatever. And I was just, you know, it was fun, but I, I, it actually made me look forward to coming back and not drinking again. Like I didn't slide back into, well, now the cat's out of the bag and I want to, right. I want to just keep doing this. I, I, I enjoyed it in those moments, but I didn't. It was weird. I didn't miss it. I thought, like, when I did it, That's I was good. Going to be like, oh god, the old sweet baby's back. <laughs> but uh, I also never realized how much I'm able to drink without feeling that drunk. Uh, sure. Until that was pointed out to me. Well, especially if you're off it that long, there there should have been a a dip in the tolerance. <laughs> there didn't seem to be. Not a one. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so anyway, but I, I had a great time. It was a personal journey. It was a journey with friends. Yeah. And it was a journey with you. Now, I don't think you should have hooked up with all those other women <laughs> during your bachelor party. Uh-huh. I don't think. That's your opinion. <laughs> Frankly, it's not one that I share. I had a lot of fun. You know. Fair enough. They seem to enjoy themselves. They did. I got to admit they did. Only a couple of them were paid to give me that sort of performance. The that rest were all of there voluntarily. Um, all right. What what else is go going on? And nothing, right? Not really. That's uh, I'm in wedding planning mode. We're getting ready to... Uh, It'll be a couple weeks away, but there will be a hiatus. So start girding your loins for that. We're going to take a couple weeks off. I'm going to go on my honeymoon and so forth. Yes. But uh, so maybe you stockpile. Maybe you listen to a half an episode and then you go, I'll, I'll listen to this next one on Monday. But then again, you're going to get hooked and you're going to want to finish it. You know, we, we bring that heat. Well, and that's the thing. You don't got to hog down on the hog house every week. That's right. You can ration it out. These 90-minute ones, that could have been three for you. You know, you get off of your capitalistic greed horse Yeah, where you got to listen to the whole damn episode all at once. Ration it out a little bit. There are children in third world countries who get one podcast a year, <laughs> and they have to make it last. Lucky. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we are going to have to take a hiatus, uh, but uh, that's fine. You know, I, you know I, I, it's been a while since we've taken a break. A really long time. We've had discussions where it's like, well, if you're coming back in town, I, you know, I guess I can miss a few shifts at the plant <laughs> to get the, and then I'll leave and I'm like, we could just not do it one week. <laughs> I, so, I mean, we don't owe these people anything. And well, as the ones we, as that we've are, learned, they don't seem to owe us anything. <laughs> oh, you mean head gum? Yeah, that's right. Oh, they meant our fans. No. I was going to say, well, the Patreon people, sure. Yeah, it does seem. You know, somebody asked the other day, hey, if you did a live show, I'm sure your network would really get behind it and really. 
I, I here's how even, that call. I would don't go. even know if they know we're on the network anymore. Here's how that call would go. Hey, Headgum, it's uh, Pat and Joe. Wanted to talk about doing a live show. Who? Well, we do the show. We'll see you in hell. It actually does really good numbers for your network. We'll see you in what? Podcasts. We haven't yeah. done podcasts. It's Meanwhile, so- like little genie's spice world, where she talks about all the her beloved spices on the rack. <laughs> doing uh is that a real show doing 45 dates this month across the globe no i made it i wouldn't but i always say follow the headgum twitter account and it'll be like the 12th annual headgum comedy bash and there's 45 people's faces holding microphones and little thing i'm like not aware this was happening i wouldn't be surprised at this point if we went down to headgum to the office yeah and were greeted only by an old uh, you know, sort of uh, sleazy-looking janitor. Yeah, that says there hasn't been a podcast studio here in forty years. Edgum, well, I haven't heard that name in ages. Yeah, uh, there's that, a that, rocking chair creaking on its own off yeah. the side. At this point, I th- I feel like that's that's maybe what's happening. But uh, anyway, fun. folks, we are we are we thank you to our dear friends Ken Hanley. And Emily Florence, they are setting up our, or in the midst of getting the logistics together for our first live show. It will, I'm assuming, per the discussion so far, probably be in Los Angeles. Uh, you know, so the, the ball is rolling with that. Uh, and of course, you can visit the Hog House store on Etsy, and uh, you can buy merch uh, from that store. Uh, Patreon is WC. Y I H Pod uh, on Patreon. W S. Oh, sorry. W S Y I H Pod on H on Patreon. W S Y I H Pod on Twitter. And uh, C C see you in Hell Pod. Yeah, see you in Hell Pod on Instagram. On Instagram. I gotta. I don't even think I'm following our fucking Twitter page. I have to. If we do, we, who's running it? You. I opened it and it sits there. We should really give it over we to should. Emily or or connect it to the. We gotta do some Instagram thing. I, I can't stand tw- you know you know my take on Twitter. It's like stepping into a fucking cesspool. It's disgusting. Worse every day. Horrible. I did you know I had it this morning uh, like a weird seven a.m. wake up which just keeps happening. Can't sleep in. I'm scrolling down Twitter for probably from seven to seven thirty. I didn't see a joke. Now, I mean, here's the thing. It originally wasn't jokes either. So I, I, I understand if it's not a lot of jokes. I'm fine with that. Originally, it was supposed to be an update on your status. I'm here yeah. doing this right now. Uh, maybe you're here too. That was the original. Well, what everyone's parents think of Twitter. I was like, oh, so you just tell people you're having a sandwich? <laughs> yep. You got it. In my day, to tell someone you were having a sandwich was gauche <laughs> because people didn't have sandwiches. <laughs> if I was going to tell someone I was having a sandwich, I'd say, Ernie, I, I am having a sandwich. I didn't need to get the computer involved. <laughs> you know who I would tell I was having a sandwich? The man who ran the deli <laughs> so he could make it. Because <laughs> frankly, yes, me, he's the only one who needs to know. <laughs> Joe and I both have elderly Jewish fathers uh, who did not teach us <laughs> Judaism, but they practiced. Um, but I, uh, 
But that's originally what it was supposed to be, and that's what it was in the beginning. And then it became a very comedian-heavy thing, and it was a lot of jokes, and it was fun for a minute. And now it's just people stroking themselves uh, in one way or the other. So, you know, I don't necessarily hate that it's not jokes anymore, but I also, it, it does annoy me that it's not, it does annoy me that it's people stroking themselves. I mean, look, yeah. I wasn't too thrilled with the idea of telling people where you were at either. Uh, but, you know, I never did that check-in bullshit on Facebook. Right. Fuck you. I mean, how big brother do you people want to live? Oh, yeah, never I'm going to let that. the fucking computer and internet know where I'm at at all times. What are you, fucking insane? It's bad enough you got a goddamn satellite in your pocket. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll be, I was on uh, Instagram this weekend, and I could bring it up, and it's like... Tell people you're at the Las Vegas Strip. I was like, actually, bitch, how the fuck do you know I'm on the Las Vegas Strip? <laughs> Location services, baby. I, I turned them all off. I don't like it. You should have said that in a Cat Williams voice. I would have really enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, excuse me, bitch. It's like how... How in the fuck do you know I'm on the Strip? <laughs> Who... Uh, like who wants their location services on who and then some of them it's like you need it every time i get on it's like go ahead and set up your cloud and i'm like i don't do the cloud next and then i'll go no set up the cloud and it'll do it five and six times there's a term for that they actually that that type of software is coined like I don't remember the term, but it's 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 something along the lines of like pester software or annoyance, yeah. whatever. And the the idea behind it is it will annoy you until you comply. It's it's worked before. Yeah. Now I'm just like, no, I'll click this off ten times while I'm also trying to buy a ticket to something and everything else. Well, also too, I love these fucks that are all screaming up and down about uh, texting while driving. Which yeah. is yeah, I agree, it's not a good idea. But the reason I call them fucks is, is because they never seem to mention the fact that when you're trying to responsibly use your phone while driving, say, type in yeah. or, or even Siri voice command in uh, an address or something you're trying to find, right? the 18 fucking pop-ups that start coming up, yeah, uh, like these, or the, are you On driving, ways. or the thing that goes, whoops, yeah. The you're, you're not the passenger thing has nearly gotten me into, into many accidents. It's just like, Jesus Christ. So anyway. Also, it finally, because when I got a new phone, it was like you're using the old version of Gmail. My Gmail worked beautifully for a decade. I'm like, all right, I don't want to upgrade to this new Gmail, but fine. I do it. And every time I get in there, I think I have an email, but instead, there's an advertisement at the top of my, in my mail? It's like check out Postmates two for twenty or I'm like, get the fuck out of here. This is my Gmail now. You're gonna advertise in. Yeah. It's sick of it. It's well you can shut off the advertisements in Gmail. Because right, I had those for a while and then I figured out you can you oh. can turn them off. All right. It's a horse of a different color. Joe, let me take you to Pat's movie court. Well that was don't forget to that was our new segment called uh uh Witch and Moan. <laughs> which and groan uh yeah any variation of that phrase uh yeah let's get down to the movie corner i haven't seen anything okay i haven't seen much 
I think that's true. I don't think I have watched a single thing. Well, I'll bring up a thing you mentioned last week that I watched. Okay. I watched John Mulaney's Kid Gorgeous special. Yep. What a fantastic piece of work. Yeah, it was great. It made me so happy. I, I was really laughing through the whole thing. Yeah. He's the delivery's great. He looks great. The set's immaculate. It's it's exciting seeing him in that big Radio City Music Hall room and he fits. Like that is a guy that was crafted genetically to perform in Radio City Music Hall. It just agreed. All really seemed right. Uh, I, I really, really loved it. Um, I think it's an interesting choice for him to throw on the occasional fuck. Yeah, because I feel like I feel like it's not adding to his comedy in a way that it adds to most other comedy. And I feel, and it's of course I'm not like, well, everybody's got to be dirty. I don't care about that. I'm just saying that he could. He's already at the Radio City level, but. I think if he dropped it entirely, he would never stop touring the country and being a huge comedian. I think what it lets him do is stay a little dark. But he's got pretty dark material. No, I know. A lot but of I feel like if death. you take out all the curses on top of that, yeah. then all of a sudden people are like, why is this nice guy doing a joke about a child murder? I guess that's true. You know, it keeps it a little dirty. I guess just that's true. It wasn't even a complaint. It was just something I, I was curious about. Oh, I just, you're theorizing, Pat. Look, yeah. I, I love to sit down and talk shop with you. <laughs> Who are your guys? My comedian guys? That's what Mark Marin asks everybody. Oh, okay. Uh, I love uh, I love the special. I thought it was great. I watched the new Regan special. I'm a huge Regan fan. I, it was, the special was okay. I mean, the latest one or there's yeah. another new one? No, the latest one on Netflix. Oh, yeah. That was kind of rough for me it was all right it was i think he just did it a little too because he did one from radio city music hall and comedy central which uh -huh. is fucking excellent and then this one came out like six months later i think it right. was just too close together i also know because he mentions it on the radio city one he's going through a divorce or he just split up from his so i'm imagining his head is probably then sure. at the end of this one it says that his in memory of my dad his dad just died. he's probably going through a rough patch here sure um and he's not a guy that's going to get on stage and be like, let me tell you what divorce is really all about. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he's a very funny man. I would love to see his divorce material. Um, but, it, you know, it has it has its moments, and it's not a bad special. It just wasn't – I've seen so much of Regan that it wasn't one of my more – one of my favorite ones. But, uh, but it was still fun to watch. Um, I uh, – oh, and last but not least, I – attempted to watch several of the Tremors sequels. Do you mean you started a bunch of them or you finished any of them? Couldn't get through one goddamn one of them. I've uh, seen it and I was excited to see Aftershocks, the second one. But as we've discussed on here, they had them above ground as dogs. Well, Aftershocks is still underground. I think three is where they start okay. to. I think. I, th I think halfway through Aftershocks, they became dogs. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't get that far. Um, you know, I enjoyed your guy. What's his face in it? Gross. Ward. Bill. What's his Fred name? Ward. Fred Ward. Uh, yeah, Michael Gross. I didn't even get but to without bacon. I mean, it's it's like it's like a movie with just Costello. That's right. Uh, I didn't get to the part where Michael Gross turns up. Yeah, he's uh, in there, and he's the star of the future installments yeah I, I was just very bored by it it was it wasn't very well directed there was no suspense to any of it so i turned it off and then i put on tremors three right back to perfection 
just didn't really care. Yeah. Um, and the Tremors TV show has been uh, not picking on. it up. Pilot was shot. They passed on it. That, did we talk about with that on bacon here? though? Yeah. Did we already talk about that on here? We might have mentioned it. It's just odd. Like I don't understand. It is. I mean, it could have just turned out really bad. But for any TV show to have bacon, you think it'd be a get. Now, why is Gross not in the TV show? Because he's supposed to be like monster hunting around the world, and Bacon is. Wait, he wasn't in the new Bacon one. I don't think so. I think they kind of made a decision of like Gross will be the movie guy, (laughs) and Bacon will be like the TV guy. All right. And then eventually we'll mix the two together. I think they were really trying to do like a Marvel thing. Like we're going to do weird a- is that that Michael Gross would be the movie guy and Kevin Bacon. Well, the, the mo- TV movies guy. are direct to droid yeah, phoned. True. I mean, they're not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> things aren't true. getting huge releases. They do very well, though. They they make money. What is the picture that's out now? My trainer was talking to me about this morning called Ghost Stories. Yeah, it's I thought he meant the, the Casey Affleck joint but he didn't no it's supposed to be great it's based on a play that ran i think in england that was supposedly very scary movie's supposed to be very scary is Who's it out it? yet just a little indie little indie i think well, you mcgregor's in it I, there's some there's okay. some notable people in it i can't remember is it out this guy saw it at the theater last night what'd he say he said it was very scary now is this a uh, this big muscle bound man said it was scary your trainer that's right his name's and i'm not kidding Dirk. <laughs> As if it's an 80s uh, teen sex romp. And who says it isn't? Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move past uh, the the movie corner. All right. I, uh, Joe's scary stuff. You know, I- I'm reading a book currently right now by a guy named Ramsey Campbell, who's a horror author I discovered. Uh, when I just Googled scariest books, that's all I did. I wanted to find a new horror author that I wasn't familiar with. And I just Googled top scariest books, you know, whatever. Okay. And I found an article. I can't remember who wrote the article, what, what outlet it was on, but they basically said like, for your money, these are like the 10 or 15 scariest novels you can buy. All right. Uh, you know, I think it was on there. I think pet cemetery was on there. Um, a bunch of stuff, Richard Matheson, Hell House, you know, a bunch of a bunch of stuff you you expect to be on there. But there was also stuff on there that I'd never heard of, and one of them was this novel called "The Face That Must Die." Just the title alone, I was like, "Well, what's that?" <laughs> Written by an, uh, an English author, British author, author named Ramsey Campbell, who everybody from Stephen King to whoever has said this is the greatest horror writer of our generation. This guy is completely amazing okay but yet he's sort of an unsung hero you know what's the gentleman's name ramsey campbell okay uh so i got the book i had to get it from a place called like the the flea market bookstore in like massachusetts uh because it's out of print i got it realizing that it was only really it was only published by a very small publishing house in los angeles because the majors wouldn't publish it because apparently it was too dark. It was too much. Okay. Um, I've been reading it. It's quite creepy. It's very weird. It's basically about a man whose paranoia is absolutely overcoming him. Uh, 
and it's great. It's horror the way I like it. It's 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 written in that. Uh, who's the guy that wrote uh, uh, Bright Lights, Big City? What's that guy's name? Jay McKierney. Yeah, I like when horror is written in that sort of style. That yeah. sort of it's poetic and it's it's figurative, but the language is very personal and and very direct and and uh, it it reminded me of something like that. Uh, also reminded me of the works of the guy, what we talk about when we talk about love. That, Raymond Carver. Uh, yes. Terrible with names, but I like these writers very much. Anyway. I love uh, Raymond Carver. It's a book. I, I Look, I've not done it yet, but uh, I would recommend it if you want to read something that's that's uh, that's uh, edgy and uh, disturbing and uh, dark. All right. Uh, and that's your scary stuff. Yeah. I've That's listened to the audio book of uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark. What's that? Which I think actually does qualify for scary stuff. It is about the Sacramento. I, 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 I wish we had a confetti thing like at the supermarket <laughs> when the Bundys get the one millionth customer. <laughs> it's you, you hit it. You hit it dead on today. Uh, it was written by Michelle McNamara, who is the uh, pretty recently deceased wife, sadly, of Patton Oswalt. Oh, okay. Um and I had long heard that she had been tracking the Sacramento Strangler. The cops are not giving her credit, but it seems like she was pretty highly responsible, uh, or at least her work shown some light on various people. Wow. Um, and her writing is incredible. The, I listened to it on an audio book, and it's just a fantastic book. It, it's about her life and growing up and how she became obsessed with true crime because she seems almost disturbingly obsessed with with crime this crime in particular right um and she goes into her life and what kind of brought her to that point but also into tracking the sacramento strangler and then all these little things that play like those scenes in zodiac same city different killer right but um you know like really disturbing accounts of what took place um with these people that he killed and i'm halfway done it's an amazing book i highly recommend it and it's uh, Karen in Georgia, mm-hmm. Kilgariff and Hardstar. Our dear friends. Thank you again. Are often talking about it on My Favorite Murder as well. Thank you again, by the way, um, to Karen in Georgia, uh, our My Favorite Murder friends, uh, because somebody just wrote me again and said, hey, I discovered you recently through another great podcast, My Favorite Murder. Uh, they recommended you, and, and I love you guys, and I'm binging your show now. I appreciate it's that. It's very, very nice of you. Thank you guys for the shout out. And thank you for the fans that are doing this crossover thing. Um, there is a kinship. Yes. There is a bond there, uh, both thematically and personally. They talk about killings, and we kill it every week. <laughs> um, I actually, yeah, so there was some scary stuff. For you, I'm gonna see if there's anything for deadlines. I forgot to ch- uh, check before. I got one today. Oh well, good. Let's just do one. What do you? They got? are finally making Bill and Ted three. It's actually happening. No longer just rumored. Uh, everybody's on board, and the movie is happening. And it's directed by Dean Pariseau, who directed galaxy quest which seems like an awesome fit to me sounds good i can love galaxy quest sounds good uh and it's called bill and ted face the music and Ooh, 
they got Keanu Reeves, and believe it or not, they they got Alex Winter as well. Uh, I'm very excited to see it. Uh, that's and great. to rewatch the other two, which I have almost forgotten. I'm on MovieWeb.com right now, and it does say it's officially happening. That's very exciting. Also, two stories above it. First look at Keanu Reeves as John Wick 3 begins shooting. Can't wait. So, and then two above that, can Melissa McCarthy stop Infinity War at the box office? (laughs) The answer is no. Yeah, I mean, unless it's been out for uh, six, seven weeks or something. Uh, Anyway. Life of the party, back to school. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying Melissa, I'm not shit on Melissa McCarthy, but let's not act like life of the party is going to. Right. And then look, and you know that's not set out of Marvel love, people. It's very interesting to me that McCarthy is like this unquestionably a huge comedy star, but she's had like two successful movies. One arguably not her movie, Bridesmaids. Well, I'm excited because she's got a drama coming out and it looks dark and I look forward to seeing that. I got a drama for you, Melissa. I've been I haven't shown it to you, but I've got it and I tell people I want you to be in it. What is it? So oh, little, yeah, I guess you it's kind of like a Coen Brothersy type project I've had for quite some time. Did you write it already? Wrote it and was never able to show it to anyone or shop it around, and now I am, so I may do that. I don't know. Hey. It's like a thriller. All right. With some dark comedic elements. But. Hey, I like the sound of this. I, I might have told you about it. I like the sound of this. Thanks, Joe. Um, all right, on to our movie for today. Walsh, we're doing Infinity War. Well, now that... Avengers. is going to be an issue. I haven't seen the film. <laughs> we're doing something a little different today, where Joe is going to explain Avengers Infinity War to me so I don't have to see it. I've seen every one of these superhero movies, and I'm done. Uh, And the reason we're doing this is because often Pat will see a movie and say, you know, you really should see this for the podcast, and I don't want to, or vice versa. I didn't really want to see Infinity War, but then I saw it, and I was like, you should see it for the podcast. And he said, I don't want to. And I said, you know, why why are we doing this? Why are we making each other watch these damn things? Right. Let's just, if one of us sees it, you can explain (laughs) it to the other. Who who gives a shit? (laughs) This is probably the only time we'll do this. I don't know. I'm going to say no to that. And there might come a time where I'm staring down the uh, the bullet end of a movie pass, and I see Infinity War. But let's see. Let's if let's I put, have four to five hours on a on an afternoon, I'll go check it out. I'd like to hear the before we say we will or we won't do this again. I'd like to hear the fan reaction to this because my thought is the fans will be very excited about me explaining the Avengers: Infinity War to you, yeah, and hearing your reactions to it. Now I'm going to pull up Wikipedia. Okay. And I'm going to read through the synopsis to make okay. sure I don't miss anything. Well, you're not going to read the whole plot thing, are you? I'm sure it goes on for days and days. No, it's 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 probably about four paragraphs, and I'll read you the highlights. I'll just, you know, I'll take the, the, the major parts we need. You know what I mean? Okay. It does go on for days and days. All right. Now, the spoilers ahead, people. So the movie opens with uh, Thanos, played by Josh Brolin. Sure. And he he has uh, not been in the movies thus far. Well, he shows up. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy. 
And wait, he's in Deadpool as well, playing the same character? No, he's in Deadpool playing a completely different character. They're both Marvel. Yeah, it's stupid. That's so stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. I know. Doesn't Deadpool ever interact with the Avengers? Uh, People are complaining that Deadpool did not interact with the Avengers. It is so nuts to me to have Josh Brolin play two characters in this giant Marvel universe with the thousands and thousands of actors they could have gone with. There is no middle class. That's true. It's gone. Five people get all the work. Uh, anyway, all and right, not, and that's not a shot at Josh Brolin. I like Josh Brolin, but I don't think he should be playing two characters, and I think it's weird. Loki in this? Yeah, he's in the beginning. Okay. Thanos, played by Josh Brolin, who's a great villain, by the way. All right. Josh Brolin was one of the only things in this movie I really enjoyed, but uh, Thanos is on Thor's ship, the one they're on from the end of Ragnarok. The one playing ABBA out the side or something? Probably. Yeah. No, yeah. that's Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's hard to remember which is doing which at this point. There's a bunch of zany ships in this universe. They're all playing rock music. Right. <laughs> for some reason, it's all from the late 70s and early 80s. Right. Uh, because for some reason, a guy from Asgard understands what irony is. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Captain America would be listening to, like, the Andrews sisters. He's from the 40s. Captain America barely graces this thing. Really? Okay. And when he does, he's wearing... He is an Avenger now. Pat, I got to be honest with you. I don't know who's an Avenger anymore. Here we go. Hulk. Well, they split up in Civil War. So I don't know who's... Black Panther. Black Widow. But they're not Avengers anymore. Uh, Batman. (laughs) Yep. The Smurfs. Uh, Grumpy and Doc. Blitzen. Thanos is on the ship. Cheech. Cheech and Chong and Shemp. Tweety. Thanos is on the ship. He okay. wants the Infinity Stone. You know, these rocks that sure. can destroy and undo the universe, yet Doctor Strange walks around with one hanging around his neck for some reason. I remember uh, that being a sticking point for you. These uh, Infinity Stones are what? The, these are supposed to be enough plot for 20 movies? The pursuit of these fucking stones? They're five stones that were spawned out of the Big Bang. They created Johnny the Galecki. universe. Yes. A gal- and there's Jim a Galecki Parsons stone. Summon it. A Parson In a stone. season three episode. <laughs> Parson Galecki, Indian guy stone. And then I think Bob Newhart's on it for some reason stone. Sure. Uh, b- blonde haired lady stone. Haven't seen the show. I've honestly never seen a full episode. Uh. My dad loves the show. Everyone's dad loves the show. He loves it. Um, anyway, these five stones were spawned from the Big Bang and I guess created the universe. Okay. And the person that is able to harness these five stones again could undo or control the universe in any way they see fit. That's why Thanos is after them. Okay. And the Avengers are always trying to keep it out of the wrong hands i gotta be honest with you walsh clutches this has been going on since before the first avengers movie this okay. infinity war i mean this infinity stone thing right these guys have gotten plenty sidetracked a number of times yeah <laughs> thanos has seemed to have taken his good old time in pursuing these things yeah why wasn't avengers 2 about thanos why is avengers 3 about thanos 
Why did it take this guy so long to go find these stones? I do not remember the plot of either Avengers 1 or Avengers 2, and I saw them both. Avengers 2 was a movie where Loki, Thor's brother, tried to rain down Armageddon on planet Earth. Yet, in several movies after, they trusted Loki again. Right. Only to be betrayed. Right. Because that's what you would do. If Hitler, after, if he didn't die during World War II, it came over like, hey, guys, oh, come on. Yeah. You, you, you'd trust Hitler again. Sure, sure. Um, so anyway, Thanos kills Loki at the beginning of the movie because for some reason, Loki finally decides to be a decent person, even though he was a piece of shit still in, in the last Thor movie. Was he like low-key a decent person or was he going to? You know, it didn't work during the Thor review, <laughs> for me at least. I'm sorry. I think we're not just we're just not hearing everybody laugh, but everybody's probably laughing. Go on. Anyway, Th- Loki decides to stand up to him. How did, by the way, Pet? You know how he decides to stand up to him by sneaking up to him with a knife behind his back. This is a guy who we've seen in several movies now trick n- numerous people yeah. by creating an illusion of himself. Right. So instead of creating a fake version of himself in front of Thanos where and then the real him sneaking up behind Thanos to stab him he just says I'm just going to walk directly up to Thanos hiding a knife behind my back like okay. a Dennis the Menace slingshot <laughs> with Mr. Wilson scene uh-huh Thanos snaps his neck and you're like I, personally I was like thank Christ this guy's finally fucking dead He's not, though. You know that, right? I, 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 That's this, why I don't understand why people give a shit about these movies. I think he you might die, be. you're back, you're summoned, they run into you in the past. Then the Hulk comes in and tries to fight Thanos. Thanos How much Ruffalo as Bruce Banner is there? Because to me, that is one of the most annoying performances in, in movie history. Well, I got great news for you, Pat. Okay. Banner's outside of the opening scene, entire thing in this movie is he can't turn into the Hulk. It's this big metaphor oh, for impotence. No. So all you get is Banner. And all it's all boner get, jokes? Huh? It's all like wink, wink, boner jokes? No, but I mean, it's not wink, wink, boner. But when a guy's going, I can't, I've been having this problem lately. It's like, what am I all am I supposed to think of? I yeah. don't Well, maybe that's just what you're thinking of. Jim. I mean, look, I had an erection the entire time. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> But um, then at the end of the movie, they so put, it's all Ruffalo. Oh, it's hundred and ten percent Ruffalo. Did you ever think you'd see the day where you were pissed about a lot of Ruffalo in a movie? No, I didn't. Well, was that Avengers two where it was him and Iron Man walking around like in tight jeans? No, that was Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. Where he's yes. walking around grabbing his dick the whole time. Ruffalo was insufferable. In Thor Ragnarok, which was an insufferable movie. He's worse than this. That I have heard and heard on this Batch Party Weekend described as the best of the Marvel movies. He's worse than this. Okay. Um, so anyway. Iron Man. Anyway, Thor kills. I mean, wait, no. Thanos kills Loki. Wait up, Iron Man. Thor escapes. Okay. He's in space. The Guardians of the Galaxy pick him up. How much are these movies costing? It's it's listen, here's what kills me. And I've said this nonstop since Bradley I saw Cooper the fucking movie. Cooper sets foot on your set. It's a million dollars. I truly love. I truly love. And I, I 
this is this is everything has to be fucking uh, justified these days. Whatever you say, you have to qualify everything. I am not a Trump fan. I do not like Trump. But you know what else I don't like? The people I know, which is several of them. Yeah. That bitch to me about like the grossness of Trump and capitalism and money grubbing and all that. And then in the same breath are telling me how awesome the Avengers Infinity War was. That is Trump. Yeah. It doesn't get more corporate America than that. There is only one company that could have afforded to make this movie. Disney, you know, the company that's literally about to monopolize the entertainment industry because they're buying every single production company and studio. It that's it's the same fucking thing. It's true. It's so annoying. Uh anyway, it's ridiculous. It's too much. It's Couldn't too big. More. It's too much. We're back to America. You know, I love these people. Well, America needs to learn our place. Whatever. Then stop making everything bigger and badder. And, and ugh, anyway, well, right. if it co- I, I would imagine it costs two hundred and fifty million dollars. They I'll make, tell you what it costs. Though. They make a billion worldwide. You're not even close. Three to four hundred million dollars. Nuts. And it's now made two bill one point two billion dollars worldwide. Well, so they're just going to keep coming, but. I mean, you could make 400 really good, decently budgeted indie movies. Literally. For the same cost. Literally. 40. Uh, Excuse me, 400. Yeah, so anyway. um, So then... uh, And if you carefully pick your scripts and shit, you're going to get Oscars, you know? Like, you don't throw 400 darts and not have some bullseyes in the mix. And you're making things that you can sleep about. I'm sure these people sleep just fine. So the Guardians pick people up... People love these movies. The Guardians pick up Thor. Yeah. Now, this is... Mark my words. This is all this movie then becomes at this point. Is scene after scene of introductions to characters you all know and love. It's like... It's like... It's like a... Like if... Like... It's like the it's like a it's like the first episode of the Roseanne reboot or something. Right. Where it's like we're going to reintroduce everybody now. It's been right. twenty years. Let's give everybody a big entrance. Except this is a movie where everybody you've you've seen all these fucking people eight months ago in the other movies they were in. Yeah. So uh, that's what Suicide Squad was too. Different song for each person. Yeah, yeah. But I guess you were meeting them at least. Exactly, but Suicide Squad sucked. So, but anyway, so uh, so Thor gets thrown down. to I mean, wait, Hulk gets thrown down to Earth and he lands in Doctor Strange's house. So you're like, oh, oh, shit. Thor's and Doctor Strange is together. They don't know each other. And this is what I love, too. Hulk is like, uh, we got to we got to move fast. Thanos is coming. We got to move fast. Right. And Strange is still like, who are you? What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I, under a year ago, I watched you go into another dimension and bend time against gods of the universe. Yeah. You have the audacity to question the authenticity of this man. They do the same thing. Then they call Tony Stark in. Yeah, Tony Stark's like, who the fuck are you in your cape? It's like, <laughs> haven't you seen enough of this already to know that this is the way things are going in your world? Yeah. People wear capes. I'm not saying this movie. Then... Hulk is like, listen, Banner, I mean, it's like, listen, Tony, Doc, Strange, we got to get the team back together. Right. Strange is like, who's the team? Somehow he doesn't know who the Avengers are. Right. Stark's like, 
You want me to call Cap? I'm not doing it. We had a falling out. They're literally telling the guy the world is about to end and we need to save it. And Tony Stark is like, I'm not calling Cap. We had a falling out. <laughs> Cap. What is happening? Um, he has to contemplate whether or not he's going to patch it up with Captain America. And what are we, 10 minutes in at this point? I mean, I, I lost all track of time. My friend Bobby Kelly, who's a dear friend of mine and a very funny comedian, told me this movie flies by. It feels like it's an hour long. I, I called him after this thing. I go, fuck you, dude. This was every minute of two and a half hours. This thing. People just- love him. People love him. So anyway. But what's weird to me is that comic books, unless they they are not anymore, but they were always sort of fringe things. You know, like the nerds would go for comic books. So how did it become this thing now where everyone loves this shit? They're, they shouldn't have this universal appeal. Because they're, they're really weird. They're not that entertaining. Because and everyone nerds, loves them across the board. Because the nerds that supported these things, and I did, I was into them. Yeah. And I'm not going to open up the fucking Batman Superman can of worms. But my taste, <sighs> this is all I'm going to say. Look, I shit on Justice League. I shit on Suicide Squad. My taste has not changed since I was a kid. Right. I like Batman for the same reasons then that I do now. I like that. I like that it's dark. I like that it's creepy. Yeah, it's why I like Gotham. It's why I like Batman versus. I like a brooding Batman. I like that. That's right. what I like. A lot of these nerds, in my opinion, grew up in the same way I did, and fucking got soft, and now want to go see a goddamn popcorn watered down version of a thing they loved. Right. Not one of them is criticizing. The fact that all of these Marvel movies are missing grit or missing edge or anything that the yeah. comic books have. I like the comic book versions. I don't like the movie versions. And then they all say the same thing. It's just amazing they pulled it off. It's like, well, okay, that is amazing. But I'm sorry, I'm not impressed by the fact that the biggest fucking movie company on the planet right. figured out how to contra- con- uh, contract 72 of the biggest stars on the planet. It's like... I'm supposed to be fucking impressed by that? Like, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, I guess that's a feat, but whatever. Anyway, that's what, you know, you've been complaining lately about your job prospects. Yeah. You need to get in one of these Marvel movies. (laughs) You need to get in the Marvel universe and they'll pay you forever. Who am I going to play? You'll be in four movies a year. That's that's agents talk, but you get yourself a, a, a role as one of the key Avengers so that you're going to be in all these movies. Then even ones you're not in, they're like, you're getting that call. So you me, and ScarJo flying out together. Let me get to ScarJo dating a dear friend of mine, Colin Jost. Your dear friend is Colin Jost? I wouldn't say Jost? dear friend, but I've known Colin for years. We're friends. Oh, when but, I went to CSNL, I hung out in Colin's dressing room and we you know we oh. were we were, were for very friendly we well then he must be different together. than he appears in the show because i always thought he was a smug asshole he's a very friendly guy okay. and he's very very funny and he's a very nice guy all right uh all right so anyway so you know thanos is gonna send the fucking ship down to earth to kill everybody because there's two infinity stones here one's got one is in dr strange's hands and the other is in 
uh, Vision's head. So now we jump to Who's Vision. Vision. Exactly. You know, you remember when Tony Stark's computer turned into a person Paul by, played by Paul Bettany? You want to talk about three no. elements put together in a sentence that I don't ever give a shit about? <laughs> Which When did that happen? Iron Man? No, it happened in like Infinity War. War. This, or not Infinity War. It happened in uh, the, the Age of Ultron. Okay. The, the computer is Siri, whatever the fuck it was called, turns right. into Paul Bettany. Yeah, I remember them. All right. Who's in love with... Uh, the youngest of the uh, uh, sisters, uh, the Olsen sisters, who is seemingly somehow more boring Elizabeth than the Olsen. other two. Yeah. Well, I love her and in, in Ingrid Goes West and, and indie type things. Well, I need Martha to see Marcy. Her. You ever see the movie? Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene no. about cults. Great, great movie. All right. I'll give her. And scary, by the way. I've only ever seen her in these movies and in. Godzilla. Oh boy. Uh anyway. With uh Cranston. Yeah. What a bad movie that was. It's terrible. Well reviewed. Cause everybody's on the payroll, these fucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. Then they go, I don't know. Then you're in Scotland and Vision is there because this chick is fucking this computer man for some reason. She's in love with him. So Vision is a key villain, Paul Bettany. No, he's not a villain. He's got this stone in his head and and he's like Thanos is coming for the stone. And then Bettany, like any computer would, goes, just rip the stone out of my head and destroy it. And then his girlfriend is like, no, I can't do that. I love you too much. This whole movie, it's the opposite of Star Trek. Remember the whole thing in Star Trek and the original movies with Spock, the, the needs of the many outweigh the need. Out right. way the need. Spock sacrifices himself at the end of Wrath of Khan. It's fucking heartbreaking. It's amazing. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to kill myself to save everybody. Right. This movie is the exact opposite. It's everybody being like, well, I could destroy the stone, but then that would mean my girlfriend wouldn't be here anymore. It's also like, rip the stone out, the robot will probably still be standing there. If not, put a couple of cords in his back together and he's up and at him again. It's a robot. Apparently, it's more than a robot. It doesn't make any sense. More than a robot. That's the same thing that happens. Why did they... Here's my question. We've been talking for 10 minutes. I've heard 25 major characters' names minimum. Oh, we're not even close. Why are we bringing tribute in the talking robot lover? Tribute? Triumph? <laughs> Why are they bringing him in? Vision. Vision. Triumph, the insult comic <laughs> robot. Why are they bringing in this new character that seems completely pointless? He came in because, he, because Pat, you saw him in a movie for seven minutes three years ago. Right. He's got to come back because everybody has to be in this fucking thing. I didn't even get yet to Spider-Man coming into it, who they went and pulled out of the Sony network to get into this goddamn movie because this fucking thing wasn't jam-packed enough. Now they're bringing over Spider-Man. The kid Spider-Man yeah, from, from the Sony movies. And they couldn't get Deadpool. TP. People are pissed that Deadpool's not in it. This isn't enough. Where's Wolverine? Where's Deadpool? How much do you fucking psychos want? <laughs> You're sick. Well, then it's like how then when like a Wolverine comes out, how is anybody supposed to get excited about that anymore? Not uh, that I was excited about Mike it Lawrence, who's a comedian and likes yeah. these movies, and I don't know how he feels about these, but he said once 
he said once after the first Avengers movie came out, and I don't know if he still feels this way, but I agreed with him. And he was a big fan of that movie. He goes, I don't understand. Like, now they're going to do another Captain America. Why wouldn't he just call the Avengers? Right. Any problem you have, why wouldn't you just call the... And it's like, yeah, no, that's exactly right. It doesn't make any fucking sense anymore. So, anyway, now Spider-Man's in the mix. He's flinging webs and... He gets sucked up into space with Tony Stark on this. Is he some trying to ship. get the Infinity Stones? He's trying to protect him. So now wait, Tony Stark was dabbling with Spider Man in the homecoming picture. Yeah. So they cross over into the Sony verse yeah. all the time. Yeah. Okay. So they're in space. Peter Parker should die because they're in space, but luckily Tony Stark has a Spider-Man suit in his pocket. After he tells Spider-Man to leave, he's got a Spider-Man suit in his pocket that, you know, out of a quarter turns into like an Iron Man Spider-Man suit. So Spider-Man now can be in space. Uh, Okay. Thor, he ends up somewhere with the Guardians of the Galaxy and they have to ignite a star does anyone fuck in any of these avengers pictures no 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 uh why don't they fuck they're all incredibly hot in the prime of their lives they're they have common goals what's his face why aren't they fucking what's his face his girlfriend gets killed it should be like the goddamn olympic village every time you turn on avengers everyone should start with them all fucking yeah now what's his face his girlfriend gets killed maybe that's why they don't fuck I bet Gamora, they the green, the green lady from uh, yeah. Guardians. Thanos tosses her right off a cliff. They I like kill that her, part. so she doesn't even get the. She doesn't even get to die in her own franchise's movie. No, she dies in this movie. Okay. A couple people die, and it made me happy. Quite frankly, because get some of these goddamn. They characters gotta clear out. out some of them. I hope they killed off fucking Arrow Man from the Avengers. He's not even in it. Hawk. He never Hulk? shows up. Good. Who the hell wants to see Jeremy Renner running around? And that's well, are you sure he wasn't in it for 45 minutes and you didn't notice? He's not because in it. Because that's what that character brought to the table. And that's another thing that pisses me off about these films. Where is he? Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow, still going strong, comes into every fight, not a suit. I've never seen a, her punch anyone. Not a goddamn shield, not a superpower, <laughs> just coasting through these fucking battles that Thor is having a hard time with. Never seen her throw a punch. Anyway. Is Hawk mentioned? No. Not mentioned? No. And they finally killed what did he off do? Idris Elba. People are like, can you believe they killed Idris Elba? I'm like, he has three lines in every movie. Get rid of him. Get rid of some Who characters. He? He's like the gatekeeper in Thor's house. And that's the kind of role that you need to get. Yes. You got three lines. You walk in, you walk out, but you're part of the universe. because everybody. Plus, then now we're doing these inclusion writers. So Idris Elba can be like, yeah, mate, I'll do your free lines in Avengers Eternity Wars, but I'll tell you this, you're paying me the same thing you're paying uh, Chris Pine. Well, I could do that too because I'm Middle Chris East. Chris Pine in these pictures? Pine. He was in Wonder no, Woman. he's Star Trek. Paying me the same thing you're paying uh, right. Chris so uh, I can do that. Pratt, mate. So I could do that. I'm going to do that. Play up, Play up my Middle Eastern, right? Yeah. Anyway, so Spider-Man and Thor are in space with different people, and then Thor has to harness the power of a star to make a hammer, and he makes it, 
and he's able to endure the power of a star flying through his body, yet Thanos can still beat him up. Try to okay. figure that one out. Thanos normal size or giant? He's not even Hulk. He's like kind of Hulk size. Okay. Um, and then Thanos kills Gamora. And then Thanos lets his plan be known finally, which is... Now, dig this. All right. This is the part I kind of agreed with. All right. All the good guys are like, this guy is nuts. We got to stop him. Thanos is like, I'm not nuts. You people can't be <laughs> trusted with the universe. Yeah. All you did was over-occupy it. Population is out of control. That's why people are starving. Look how many people are in this scene? <laughs> he goes, that's why people are starving. He goes, you know what happened to the planets? I went and got rid of half the people. Happy children. They're all eating. Because this is what happens. You leave it to the humans. They ruin everything. That's true. And he goes, all I want to do is wipe out half of the people randomly. I'm not going to select, okay? It's not a genocide. I'm just going to randomly remove half of the people. And then everybody can have enough supplies and shit again. I'm with Thanos. (laughs) It makes sense. (laughs) I'm with Thanos. And for two reasons. One, if I'm not in the group that's killed, I get to enjoy the spoils. Two, if I am in the group that's killed, I'm dead. Yeah. It's a win-win for me. Yeah. And then you got Tony Stark being like, that's out of line, man. You don't know what you're talking about. It's like, Tony, why don't you go back to your hot tub connected to a helicopter? Seriously. Get out of my face, you billionaire cunt. Why wouldn't, if you're Tony Stark, wouldn't you just stay at home and enjoy your the life that you've made for yourself? <sighs> Who the hell knows? You had, you had Goop sitting it's at home. Is Paltrow still in these? It was why I was so mad that in the Civil War, Captain America, they fucking ripped off Batman and said, and all of a sudden it was Tony Stark's parents were murdered by the Winter Soldier. And that, fuck you. Right. Fuck you. That's Batman's thing. That's what defines Batman. That's why he's Batman. And they just fucking took it. Anyway. So at the end, there's a big battle. I think it's in Wakanda. Black Panther shows up. And uh, that happens. That doesn't happen until the end. Sort of toward the end. And then... Is the whole Black Panther gang involved? A lot of them. I mean, a lot this, of them. I bet this thing costs more than $400 million. And then uh, Bruce Banner at the end is in the Iron Man Hulk suit because he can't turn into Hulk, which is stupid writing. Because it's like, if you're not going to have him turn into Hulk, why are you putting him in the Hulk armor suit? Why can't he turn into Hulk? Drank too they much? They don't explain it. He goes, it's just a little problem I've been having. And he goes, we got to talk, big guy. They don't explain it. No. They don't do some little thing like, I guess I'm not as angry as I used. Like That would be a, fu- a funny bit. He's gotten in touch with his anger because he started going to therapy, but now he can't become the Hulk. That that took me oh. four seconds to you think of. You went from a movie where he literally could be the Hulk at will right. to a movie where he can't turn into the Hulk and he doesn't understand why. And he's a scientist. Right. Anyway. A mumbling idiot. They have is what a big battle out of the fucking Wakanda thing and um, Thanos wins. <laughs> and then half of the Avengers disappear into dust and die. That, and that's what everybody's upset about. Yeah. And people are going, now let me tell you the ones that disappear and just die, okay? Okay. Star Lord, Chris Pratt from Guardians. Black Panther. Spider-Man. Right there off the bat. 
these fucking idiot fans are going, I just, I can't believe they're dead. They're not dead. They're, they're already making their next movies. Chris Pratt is literally in the press every day talking about how awesome Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is. Nobody is dead. What are one these of the people Stones, so upset about? One, because they're idiots. But aren't the smart people I've seen who are upset about it, are they just upset that it, it ends abruptly? Does it end abruptly? I've met smart people that... Yeah, because they can't wait four fucking months to see these characters in a movie again. Right. That's what a cliffhanger is now. But now every one of these movies has to start with an explanation of why they're not dust anymore now, too. One of the stones. You people is are the, idiots. One of the stones for watching these movies is and the making time them the stone. biggest things in the world. One of the stones is the time stone. These movies are Trump. You can reverse time with the time stone. Yeah, that's one of the things you can do. Thanos does it at one point and saves himself from being killed. Right. So they're obviously. Going is that to get- what Doctor Strange was doing with that time loop at the end of Strange, where he kept fucking with that fire monster? Pat, who the hell can remember, and who the hell could give a shit? At it this was a point? pretty stupid bit. I I just don't care. I don't care anymore. The movie for what it was. I don't care anymore. Was fine. Yeah. It was for me too, too, too much too late. I've seen the film already. These things are just on repeat as far as I'm concerned. There's zero suspense. Anytime somebody dies, I don't believe they're dead as we've established. Right. Um, I can't get into a movie where that's the case. No. Can't do it. Comedy or something maybe, but that's it. No, so uh, to have an action movie where no death is permanent, you you're you're ruining the whole point of an action movie. There's no thrills. There's no suspense. And then I love this. Right here's the hidden scene. Ready? Yeah. Uh, it's Nick Fury comes in finally. Jackson in the movie. Yeah. And is he has he been in any of these movies in an acting role? outside of the end credits yeah he's been in a lot of them but he hasn't been around for a while because he's supposedly dead he got killed in captain america winter soldier okay now he's back because nobody nobody stays dead uh it's like a fucking freddy krueger thing at this point it's ridiculous anyway um he's like oh we got trouble we better send out the signal or whatever and he sends out a signal on his pager and, and you see that it's like the captain marvel Signals. He's calling Captain Marvel. It's like, it's like. So, how many times are you guys going to do this bullshit? Where it's like, uh oh, now we're in over our heads. I better right. call in yet another superhero. And also, Captain Marvel exists and doesn't know this is fucking happening right now. There's an all-out war happening on planet Earth. So we haven't seen Captain Marvel yet in the Avengers universe. Nope. And who is portraying Captain Marvel? Uh, what's her face? Brie Larson. They're making they're making Captain Marvel a woman, or Captain Marvel is always a woman. In Marvel, Captain Marvel is a woman. Okay. In DC, Captain Marvel is Shazam. DC's Shaquille came first. O'Neal. Marvel stole Captain Marvel. I love Brie Larson. I I don't want to see her go down this road. She's already down it. She was in Kong Skull Island. Yeah, that's true. This is what everybody does. They, 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 you know, my hat's off to Clooney. Clooney's the only one where it was like, he was like, yeah, I made a shit movie, Batman and Robin. You know what that movie meant? I meant I could do any fucking movie I want to do now because yeah. I made enough money. Now I'm doing a movie about when they used to wear leather helmets in football. <laughs> that was a terrible movie. 
Bad example. But I'm just saying, like, you yes. know, like, like nobody does it. Like, Meryl Streep's another great example. She did a couple big things, and she's like, now I'm going to go do this Woody Allen movie in 1977 that's shot in all black and white. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, nobody well, the, does that anymore. Yeah, the one for me, one for you has kind of gone away in a world where you can make $4 million to do three days' work on Avengers 5. Then it's like, oh, well, now that I've tasted that, I'm not going back to doing these interesting movies. Anyway, that's your Avengers. The hogs up or hogs down? My hog is down. I, w- I actually will not see this movie. That's my pledge to you. Even with a movie pass sitting in my wallet where I can drive 10 minutes and see it for free. And I initially had a hogs up, but I'm going to hogs down on this one too. Uh, and folks, let us know if you like this format. I thought this worked out very well. I thought this was very fun. Why was your hog up? I mean... When I saw it initially, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be a prick. I guess it wasn't that bad. And then the more and more I thought about it, the more angry I got and the more I didn't like it. And then explaining it to you, I realized even more how much I think it's stupid. Right. Uh, but let us know if you like this new take uh, occasionally for movie reviews. Uh, Jokes in uh, Avengers? Oh, yeah. How many? Not as, it's not as bad as Thor, but enough jokes. And they all, there's one funny joke where Spider-Man goes, I'm Peter Parker to Dr. Strange. And Dr. Strange goes, Stephen Strange. I'm Dr. He goes, I'm Dr. Strange. And Peter Parker goes, oh, we're using our made up names. Okay, cool. I'm Spider-Man. And uh, I was like, that's a funny joke. Because I always thought it was funny that no, or weird that nobody ever said like, so your last name is actually strange and you're a strange sort of a superhero. Um, I think that joke's funny at all. Well, that's a that's an affront on me and the cops. Sorry, I, I don't like it, or I didn't like your performance of it. One or the other, uh, folks. We are not taking the hate as now. We got a few more coming your way. Well, no, no, that's not true. We have one more coming their way. One more coming your way, and we're gonna do the bonus up for May. We'll the bonus up, you know. and hopefully one more regular up. But then the hiatus will will happen. Yes, we'll let you know what's going on with that. Uh, via the Facebook page, which you should be a member of. We've crossed a 1,000 um, members. Thank you, guys and gals and all the people around. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the Patrick Walsh. That's all I got, folks. Joe DeRosa Comedy uh, on um, Instagram and uh, Twitter. And uh, come see me and say hello at Rooster Tea Feathers in the Silicon Valley last weekend in May. That's it. See you next time. That was a HeadGum Podcast.